0: We're excited to hear what Scarlett, a three-year-old who lives in the Knopf, well, almost two-year-old, who lives at the Knopf house has to say tonight. So Eric is going to speak for Scarlett. <laughs> awesome. God, we just thank you. Lord, tonight we thank you for the power that there is and a father's love. We thank you for the picture that Scarlet is to us of ourselves and our dependency upon you. We don't do anything without you, without communicating with you. And Father, I just pray that you would speak to hearts and lives tonight, that we would walk away transformed by revelation. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Good to see you guys. Last night or last week was really fun for me to speak on theology as it relates to my journey into fatherhood and uh, i'll kind of give you a brief synopsis if you missed last week um, i'll describe um, a little bit about my relationship with my daughter and what she's really taught me about god because everybody knows about god but my premise is that not everyone knows about daddy god and that daddy god is completely different and so i go by many names i i had um my last name is Knopf, 40% of it's silent, which has uh, been a joke <laughs> for most of my life. Um, and it, it, I had like Knopf, Noth, Nafi, Knopfenator, Knophosaurus, um, Farfig Knopfen, I got like all these different ones that uh, came with my name, and, uh, and it's, it's been fun, I've, I've had lots of permutations from that, but um, Daddy is my favorite name. And that has been the best name ever. And I joked kind of last week how my daughter once started calling me dad. She truncated it and was not all right. And I was like, no, there's a, there's a big difference between being a dad and being a daddy. And there's a big difference between being God and being daddy God. And so uh, I wanted to share some of the revelations about what happened in me and the, and the way I saw Scarlett, particularly in that transformation, what God revealed to me about him through what I was living and experiencing with her. And uh, so a few of the things, one was that Daddy God's in a good mood. No matter what happened in my day, that when I come home, I'm so excited to see her. I don't care what happened with her. Like, I'm always in a good mood for her. When she comes to me and says, Daddy, like, I'm like, yes. And to recognize that sometimes we project the most dysfunctional relationships in our earthly lives upon our Heavenly Father. And I asked, does God's attitude, his mood in your heart, in your mind, does it remind you of Somebody. It was amazing because I didn't think that was that profound of a, a detail. But I had so many people like, man, you know, this person in my life, they remind me of God. And, and just was like this light came on. I had several people say that and, and just, it's just so true. When we think about the pers- personality of Jesus and the personality of God, it reminds us of uh, someone in our life right now. Next is that, that God wanted intimacy with us, He's not proximity. He's not content with just being in your life. He wants an experience with you. That so many of us are okay just having having a God in our life, but not having a relationship with God. And there's a, two vastly different things. I've also learned the difference between discipline and punishment. That I, I've, I've now learned that God made us powerful people. He's like, I have given you power to command heaven onto earth, for better or for worse. I've given you choice and power and authority, but you get to live with the consequences of your decisions and your choices. And so there are boundaries to our life in which establish that we get to live what our choices choose. And that the discipline of God is not punishment, but it's the boundaries that he sets forward because he's made us powerful. And finally was last week um, that daddy God moves on quickly. And meaning that if there are times when Scarlett steps out of bounds and she needs to spend time hitting things by herself in her room by herself, that when she comes out, that I'm ready to have fun. I'm ready to go back to where we were. I'm not thinking about, it. day after day, I'm not thinking about that thing that she did. I actually have a hard time remembering all the different things that she does wrong. I'm, I'm sure she does things all the time, but my mind isn't there. And so many times I would define my relationship with God by what I did, not even today, but what I did last week or last month or last year or maybe the past 10 years, and to realize that God is not even thinking about that. So that's where we left off last time, and I missed the one that I really wanted to get to, which was this one is that Daddy God delights in giving. Daddy God delights in giving. I am convinced that Daddy God has no greater satisfaction than when he gives. Giving is linked to his identity and his nature. Remember, God so loved the world that he gave. Because God is love, he gives. Giving is the greatest expression of God's love towards us. When he gives, he is the most like himself. When he is loving us is when he's giving. And the nature of giving with love and with daddy God is so profound to me right now. And the act that demonstrated God's love the most was to give and he gave his son for us. Any person can buy a gift. Can buy a product, can buy something off your registry, can re-gift you something. I'm moving right now, and so I have a lot of stuff like, hey, I've never touched that. That'd be a great present for someone else. You know, like, but that's the terrible gift to give, right? Like, that takes no heart. It takes a lot of laziness to say, I don't want that anymore, and um, I could get some brownie points for, like, giving that to somebody else. And there's little satisfaction in receiving a gift from somebody that's um, been pre-owned, pre-loved. Especially when they tell you that they got it just for you. I remember getting uh, wedding presents and it had dust on them. Like, <laughs> I know what this is. Or, and we would like give other gifts too, like, hey, you know, and and we'd hopefully not get. But we all do that, right? <laughs> no one in here, obviously. But when you do that, you give without connection to your heart. It's convenient, it might be affordable. But what happens is that you miss the connection to your heart that is really important. And Daddy God gives from his heart. He gives out of love because he is love. Giving is the proof. It's the manifestation of his love. And so when he gives, it's really, really important. And the greatest satisfaction that someone can have when they give a gift is knowing that they prepared it for that person. And the greatest thing you can receive when you receive a gift is knowing that that person thought of you and prepared it for you. There have been several times where people have given me gifts that just reached my heart. I'm a, I'm a big kid inside. I'm a little bit older. But um, I was, some kids were deprived of, uh, you know, really important things. I was deprived of water parks as a kid. And uh, i probably near 30 years old. My wife blindfolds me, and uh, she takes me out for a surprise. And she takes me to the water park out in Roseville. And I was so pumped. It was, like, the greatest gift ever. She, like, she knew that, like, I love that. And, and we're, like, I mean, there's all these, you know, puberty-stricken children running around that are, like, doing these water parks, and who knows the urine content of that water, and I'm, like, having a great time, like, the only adult in sight, and I loved it, because she gave with the perception of my heart. I also love snow. I don't like to live in snow, but I love access to snow, and um, I love the occasional snowball, and so for my birthday a few years ago, Ashley, and Mike, and Katie, and um, Stephanie, and a couple others, they went all the way to Tahoe and brought back a mountain of snow and littered my lawn at midnight, covered my entire front lawn, built snowmen, and then banged down the door at like 1 a.m. I'm like, who? I'm like trying to find a baseball bat. I come out, I open the door, and a snowball comes through my, wood, my door. I'm like, it's on. You know, like I run back and I get like my, my jacket and, and we had a snowball fight until like two in the morning. Those are gifts that reach the heart. And that is the mindset that we need to have when we think about God giving is that he gives and prepares gifts for us. He's just not like, I had this on the shelf and you look like you were in need. He prepares. He thinks of you. And we think of God giving, at least for me, it was Easy for me to associate, well, God has everything. Easy for me to associate Him conceding and relenting rather than giving. How I many you know there's a big difference between like surrendering and relenting versus giving? It's like, well, God, you own everything, so just like, you know, squeak out a dirt bike for me or, you know, something that's kind of okay. Something you have on the shelf. You don't need to go through a big effort for me, but just give me something. And that's completely the opposite idea that we need to have when we think of God giving because that kind of giving is against his nature because God always aims for the heart and his gifts towards us and every gift from daddy God is always aiming directly to your heart who you are and when he gives he gives you with fully with you fully in mind and he plans and anticipates the gift and there's something um behind the way that he gives the gift that reveals his nature There's something that's behind the way in which he gives his gift that reveals his nature. And it's this, is that Daddy God delights in your delight. Daddy God delights in your delight. I never understood this. I never understood this principle. I thought, like, Daddy goes, oh, he's like a a vending machine. You know, like, he's like, I'm sure he enjoys it, like, oh, I love to give my kids good things or whatever. But there's something crazy when we have intimacy with God, we have a relationship with God, where your desires become his desires, your delight becomes his delight. And he actually begins to delight in you, delight in whatever he's giving you and his experience with you. Your delight becomes his delight. Scarlett uh, loves horses. That would be the understatement of the night. Uh, there's this YouTube video. If you just type in like horses HD, there's like this 12-minute video of horses galloping in slow motion to triumphant music. <laughs> I've seen that video no less than probably a million times. I probably think the actual number has got to be in the hundreds of thousands. And she's just like with an iPad, just like repeat, repeat, repeat. We bought her... DVDs that were from like the early 80s, just like talking about horses. It was like the cheesiest videos you've ever seen. And she's just like, you know, watching it. And we were sick of it. We tried to like mute it because it was so annoying. And she's like, no, you know, it's like she has to listen to the sound. you're like, oh, man, if I have to listen to that DVD one more time, you know. And my wife is a horse vet. I don't like horses that much. I like things with brakes and throttles, you know, things that, like, I'm in charge. And uh, so if it's my pick, Scarlett would be into dirt bikes, but I'm not going to push it. She's she's sold out for horses. Um, But uh, my wife is a horse veterinarian, so we were able to kind of finagle it to where um, she did a bunch of services, and we got a miniature horse to own. And uh, for her two-year-old birthday, and this was really hard, we decided for her two-year-old birthday to give her a horse. The worst part about that actually was how I felt about what other people are thinking of me. You're like, don't they get those at like 17? (laughs) they're like, at two? And so, um, but you know what? My delight and her delight overruled that. I actually have a short video I can show you of it. And her... Reaction was just priceless. And, and let me just show you what delighting in delight looks like. What's coming? <laughs> 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 Pretty? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Do you for, love her? Of course, Yeah. I'll Whose I'll horsey is it? You. Mommy has to hold her right now. Whose horsey is it? And it, it took a long time for her to realize that was hers. Like, no, this horsey is yours every day if you, you know, want. And it's crazy. And so, like, you know, she's like, it's a horsey, it's a horsey, it's a horsey, like it's yours, you know. And that has never gotten old, but to delight in her delight was the best part of the gift. And it's it's the feeling that I got experiencing the feeling that she got. It was the feeling that I got experiencing the feeling that she got, which, which made it all click. I delight in her delight. That's how daddy God gives. And then something hit me about the generosity of God, and it's this, is that God is not threatened by your enjoyment and delight of his gifts. He's not threatened by it. Daddy God is not threatened by your enjoyment and your delight of his gifts. I've never given Scarlett a gift and been worried that she would enjoy it just too much. I mean, you saw that I had, like, my little video camera going around. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And it took her a while, like, because she was just, like, you know, playing with all sorts of things. And I'm like, and there's a horse, like, you know, 100 feet away. Like, I'm trying to get her attention. Like, look down there, you know. And on the contrary, I might have been, like, worried that she didn't enjoy it enough. And that's a really interesting perspective, that Daddy God wants you to, to delight. And actually, he probably might be afraid not afraid, but he would be probably more concerned about you not enjoying the gifts of God more than enjoying it too much. Certainly God is not desiring to have spoiled brats. That's a different angle and topic. It's not about us being spoiled and not... And when you're spoiled, here's the difference. When you're spoiled, you don't even acknowledge the giver. That's what's different. But when you delight and you understand the giver, you can delight all you want. There's no spoiling when you understand who gives. Who gives? But growing up, I was always fearful not to love anything too much. Because if I loved anything too much, then God surely would take it away. If I love something enough, then God would kind of get jealous. He's like, I need to teach you a lesson about you know, having a loose hold on life, right? I don't want you to get too attached. We're not of this world, right? And it's like, not of this world basically meant like if you love anything in the world or anything of the world, that who cares if God gives it to you? But if, if you love that, then he's going to take it away just to show you that you're not of this world. Crazy, right? Because if I love something too much, it means that love's not going to Him. But I've learned that God's not in competition with His own gifts. I'm not in competition with that horse. That horse might be in competition with a dirt bike, but it's not in competition with me. (laughs) I understand that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above. If it's good, then it's from God and designed to be recognized as being from Him. I think that we're going to be surprised at how many things happened to us and how many things were from God that we actually never attributed to him. That we ever never recognized and partnered with him in the acknowledgement and delighting that Jesus, you gave me that. You're the reason behind my enjoyment of this because God is more into your delight than he is into your treasure, more into your gift. He is more into your delight in recognizing your delight comes from him giving it to you than you are about that dirt bike or that horse or whatever. And so with that, whether it's my kids or stuff, like I get to freely enjoy the gifts of God because my love for Scarlett is not in competition with God. My love for my marriage, my love for my wife, is not in competition with God. If you go with me dirt biking, we always pray before we, we, we ride dirt bikes, and the very first thing is like, Jesus, we thank you for dirt bikes. Yeah, like thank you for 450 CCs between my legs. You know, we just like we thank Jesus for awesome things like that. And help us not be stupid while we're on it either, but you know we recognize that, we recognize that that God has allowed us to feel and experience fun, and that we have this, you know, 200 pounds of metal that just gives us incredible feeling. We get to say, Jesus, thank you. I like that's worship. I'm okay saying that. I'm okay with being totally wrecked here in music before God and saying that's worship. But I'm also equally okay being just to delight whether it's a dirt bike or a steak or an experience or being in silence or looking at the stars, like all of that still should be worship. Because he delights in giving and is not in competition with his giving, we can be assured that he does not manipulate in his giving either. If his delight is your delight, he never manipulates